listen, being better is hard. In fact, being better is a pain in the butt, but better is always worth it. Our friends at Zone Perfect make purposeful nutrition for people who are always looking for that next level up. Whether you're on keto, follow a low-carb lifestyle, or want to increase your protein, Zone Perfect has you covered with tasty bars and shakes. To get 30% off your Zone Perfect order, go to abbottstore.com and use code ZONEPERFECT30 today. Welcome to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast, where we talk all things fitness, nutrition, and wellness for women to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. And now, your hosts, Laura Jackson and Amanda Quinn. Okay, guys, welcome to today's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Laura Jackson. And I'm Amanda Quinn. And today we are going to have a really fun chat (laughs) because (laughs) I know all of us have been feeling super sequestered and maybe a little stir crazy. And one of the side effects of that is eating. I know. Isn't it interesting how it's like, because it's like the boredom snacks, right? You buy all the snacks because you're like, okay, I bring got all my food for the quarantine and now I've eaten all the snacks and we're like, D, you know, whatever in. <laughs> you're and, like, uh-oh, now what do and, I do? <laughs> and that's one thing, guys, we know this is a really serious time, but we want to have some fun today because I think we all need it and we all have been seeing these memes around, which have actually been making me laugh. Uh, the quarantine of, 15. <laughs> yeah, of like the quarantine 15 or like, where did suddenly my three meals a day turn into 65 meals a day on the corona diet? Like... It's it's so funny how there's so many people who are now coming out and talking about what happens when you're stuck at home, which a lot of us realize is eating nonstop. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what we wanted to talk about today, and we thought we'd tie it into some... Um, some of what's going on in our world too, because as you guys know, we're still going full force ahead, 1000%. We are kicking off or launching our um, fitness and nutrition expert certification program. It starts April 1st and the doors open for it tomorrow. Yeah. So tomorrow's March 25th. So you've got to make sure that you are on our wait list, fitchicksacademy.com forward slash FCA wait list and join them. Uh, we have a live masterclass going on tomorrow at 1 PM EST. The link is in the bio with this to join us to uh, learn more about how you can become a successful and certified, excuse me, fitness pro at any stage or any age and build a business even in this current market. Mm-hmm. So that is a lot of a lot of good stuff that's coming up. So what we want to talk about today is tying into that. We're going to talk about some nutrition. And I love talking about nutrition to help you guys try to navigate through this time. So we're going to share the secrets the nutrition pros use to cut their calories in half and still feel full. Mm-hmm. And this is such a good one to talk about because I feel like oftentimes, especially in this quarantine state, we end up snacking on the wrong things. Like, and I know that we're like going for comfort foods and things like that, but then all of a sudden when our meals, I don't know about anyone else, but I find my meals have like not changed that much, but shifted slightly shifted more towards like a carb focus or there's like zero protein involved and things like that. Like, I mean, not so much, but like 
I know that that happens. And so I think that like talking about this and figuring out how to feel full so that you don't feel like snacking. Cause I know when I eat properly lately, actually, it's interesting. I haven't been wanting to snack at night and usually snacking at night is like one of my big like problems, like on a day to day basis. But I find that since I've been in quarantine, I don't know if it's cause I've been eating better meals at dinner, but I haven't been wanting to snack. <laughs> I'm well, like and, opposites. And, and this has been something that was interesting for me. So before we start to dive in some ideas, like for me, it's, I mean, we both already, already work from home. So yeah. my life, because our business is totally online, most of our, like most of our meetings are like this. Most of our client coaching is like this. Like, so it's like what we're doing right now, talking to you guys through zoom. So it's not as if for us that there's been a huge, huge change in our day-to-day actual like work life where I know many yeah. of you guys have gone from being at work and now you're at home and you're not used to having 24 seven access to your fridge. So I kind of, you know, always follow the same times that I eat at or that, you know, I have my afternoon snack at, like I, I always kind of follow the same timing. But as soon as I got the news that we, you know, we, ha- we were under this quarantine or you know self-isolation yeah yeah, it's recommended to stay at home self-isolation it was like it played some games in my brain for sure and I (laughs) found for like the first five days I suddenly became that feeling like a lot of us had of like I felt like I needed to like buy a lot of groceries that I don't usually buy to stock up but then I realized I was buying foods that I didn't normally buy because I was thinking oh well you know suddenly these feelings started popping up like, well, I need to fully stock my freezer with like every single snack food, which like, (laughs) I don't even want these foods. So before I knew it, it was like, I was overeating for like the last, probably up until this weekend, I was overeating. I was drinking wine in the evenings, which I don't normally do. So I know it was more of like an emotional response because my mind was thinking thoughts of you know, scarcity. And then I started buffering by utilizing food and booze, which I know a lot of you guys do as well in moments of stress. Um, There's no judgment. It's just, it's just, it's just a statement. That's all it is. But it's very also common. And I want you guys to know Mm -hmm. if you're doing that, it's a lot of people are doing it. You are not alone. (laughs) Yeah. Some people have their, you know, like for me, one of my outlets is going to the gym. So with taking that out of my life, one of my other outlets, I love, you know, food. So I can easily sit and snack and overeat. So it's something that we, I think the more that we talk about it, the more we become aware of it, the less we actually do it. So if you're seeing yourself, the first thing I want you guys to do is take a look at yourself as to what your patterns were before, like how, what your eating patterns were like before this self-isolation kind of came into play and just, you know, un- non-judgmentally just kind of step back and look at how has that changed or if it has changed since this coronavirus has started. And I think it's very interesting to start with because you'll see if you are kind of, you know, reacting to it and utilizing food as some sort of a buffer or if you're not. One thing I want to add into this, and I know we're going to talk about different ideas and stuff, but one of the things that I've noticed is, and we were talking about this in our group master uh, mastermind the other day, was the whole idea of now we're like cooking so much more. Because, I mean, I didn't necessarily like not cook because I do cook from home all the time and I make things from scratch, but I found that I'm cooking more now because now that my daughter's not at preschool, I'm like, I've got to make breakfast. I've got to make lunch. Like usually it would be like breakfast is like a fast breakfast and then she's lunch at school, has snacks at school. And then I just worry about dinner. Now I've got to worry about lunchtime too and things like that. So it's been like a little bit more of like a demand on me. So what I've actually been thinking about is doing things that are like either I make 
bigger batch stuff. I know we're going to give some hints, but like, I just want to put this in. Like I make big batch stuff so that the lunchtime is covered from the night before. So I don't have to worry about it. Also is like doing things like the other day we had like, uh, it was like a little platter of just like some turkey. We had some pickles, we had cucumbers, all (laughs) just like a little like pretend charcuterie board that like I made so we could just snack on that. So then that was like the lunch, but like try to make your life as easy as possible during this time. Um, and pay attention to the things that you're still putting into you so that you're feeding yourself properly. Well, and that's kind of our first, that kind of actually leads into like our first tip. So we actually have five tips. Um, but I love how you said batch cook. Cause that's one of the first things that the secrets of the pros use to cut their calories in half and still mm-hmm. feel full is they bat number one, they batch cook, including myself. So the thing when it comes to batch cooking is, or when it comes to cooking, which many of you might notice as well, if you're constantly cooking, you tend to be constantly eating more you tend to be consuming more calories mindlessly. So it's very easy to be like, you know, I was even doing it the other night. I'm I'm making like, I was making homemade chicken uh, bone broth and then I made a chicken soup out of it. And, you know, I'm eating constantly. Now, yes, it's chicken soup. It's not a quote unquote, non-nutritionally dense food for you. Yeah. It's still a great, you know, lots of nutrition there, but If you are eating more calories than your body needs, you're going to gain weight. It's as simple as that. So just by constantly eating, even though I wasn't hungry, I consumed a lot more calories. So if you're cooking breakfast and you're cooking lunch and you're cooking dinner, all of those extra tastings start to add up. So it's Mm -hmm. so much better if you do a big batch, like let's say you're going to make a big chili um, or a big thing of soup and you do it, you know, one time. So then you only have to taste that one time and the rest of it is, you know, when you sit down to actually have your meal as opposed to constantly grazing and eating throughout. Mm-hmm. So that's number one is to batch cook. And I'm happy you brought that up because I didn't even have it on our list and I forgot about yeah. it. So I'm really happy that we said that because <laughs> it's these little mindless habits, especially as we're at home that really make a difference when we're home 24 seven, we have like, again, like I said, we have access to that fridge 24 seven. So it's and your so- kids are probably asking for more. If you have kids, they're probably asking for more food. They're probably expecting your partner, your roommate, whatever might be eating more. So like, it's just, it's getting into this different habit. Yeah, One thing and- I just want to add to batch cooking too, because I really like chilies and stuff. Breakfast food for me is like the thing that I cook every day and like it takes me so much time (laughs) because it's just like a lot and so one of the things that I actually do for any like people out there that love so I make protein pancakes a lot in this house just because my daughter really likes them my husband really likes them they're really easy um and then I make protein drinks for myself like a shake but when I make the pancakes I actually batch cook those too and then to reheat them this is my little pro tip for you don't put them in the microwave don't do any of that put them in the toaster Oh yeah. Toast them, so put them in the toaster, super easy. And it warms them up the same way, but it makes them like not soggy or like wet kind of tasting. Perfect. They're amazing. So just, I wanted to add that tip in because I think it's like, it's such a good thing. Yeah. So that's number one is just making sure that during this time too, you're, you're batch cooking. Um, and that is one way just to, to easy start to reduce the amount of calories that you're going to be grazing on all day long. Totally. The second thing is to really focus your meals around protein and what we call low glycemic vegetables. Now, if you've been in our world for a while or you're watching this in one of our groups, you've heard me talk about this a lot, but I know we've got a lot of newbies here too. But the reason why, there's two reasons why. Number one is 
protein is the most satiating macronutrient. So there's three macronutrients, protein, carbs, and fats, and they all have like play different roles in our bodies and they all make fill us up in different ways when we eat them. But protein is the one macronutrient that's going to make you feel fuller in between meals. So not necessarily while you're eating it, you fill up quicker, but it actually will keep you, your blood sugar balanced. It will keep you fuller longer. And it also burns more calories while you're actually eating it, which is crazy. So that's why, whether it's been like a, like low, even if someone's on a low fat diet or if they're on a high fat diet or whatever it is, they've always seen the best results for people who are getting the most adequate amount of protein when it comes to feeling fuller longer. And I know right now, like as I was saying in the beginning, I know right now, sometimes like the idea of protein isn't what's popping into your mind because comfort food tends to be a lot more carbohydrate driven. Like I find that people, when you think about comfort foods, like a lot of people always think of like, oh, pastas and breads and things like that. Cause it's like this, I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's just cause of like the sugars in it. I have no idea what it is that makes it. Well, it's actually, food. It, it triggers, it actually triggers the dopamine, dopamine responders yeah. in your brain. When you think about it, it actually triggers it stimulates serotonin which is our feel-good chemicals so there's actually a hormonal reaction reaction to it yeah so I know that sometimes we're thinking like that's what I really want I don't want to eat like a chicken breast but even if you don't want to this is I mean I have to do this because I don't even really like eating a lot of meat proteins and things like that but whenever I'm eating the proteins I'm like I'm just going to eat that. And if I still want the other thing after, then I will like indulge in it, but in like a smaller quantity because I'm actually pretty full from like the proteins. So I usually try to go with like the proteins and veggies first. And then if I still want the other thing, then it's like an afterthought. Well, and this is the whole thing too, is that we also, so protein and low glycemic veggies. So low glycemic veggies are of course, like our more watery vegetables. They usually grow above ground, summer months. They are lower in starch, which means they're also lower in calories. So when you're eating protein and these veggies together, what happens is you're getting the satiation between the meals from the protein. So you're going to stay fuller longer. And then when you have the veggies in the meal, they're going to bulk up in your stomach, which is going to hit, we have these stress, these really cool stretch receptors in our stomachs that actually tell our brain to shut off cravings. So when those stretch receptors fire, our brain is like, okay, wait a second, we're not hungry anymore. Yeah. So even though we've eaten less calories, because there's less calories in the actual food, it's something that we call in Fitchix Academy volume eating. So we talk about this a lot in our Fitchix Academy programs, the idea of volume eating. So it's getting lots of volume with the least amount of calories. So you feel fuller longer and you don't eat as much, or sorry, you feel fuller in the moment. So yeah. your low glycemic veggies fill you up to make you not eat as much in the moment, then your protein keeps you fuller in between meals. So when we're seeing that like Amanda was saying, if she wants something that's maybe, let's say you wanted like some chocolate. Well, instead of having the chocolate at the beginning of the, before you eat your, your meal, plan to have it afterwards. Because what will probably end up happening is you might still have it, but you'll probably eat a, have a lot less because you're already satiated from this meal. You have the vitamins and minerals to fill you up. Like, yeah, I don't know if you've ever noticed that. I've noticed that with myself. Like sometimes I'm like having a craving and then all of a sudden I'm like, I've eaten my dinner and it's like, you know, I, one of my favorites right now is like turkey burgers with salad. It sounds so boring, but I put hot sauce on it to make it extra delicious. And but it's like, I know it's so good, but like, 
by the time I'm done that, I'm like, usually like, I don't even, I'm not hungry anymore. So I'm kind of like, mm, I could eat it, but I don't really want it. Like the, the desire is completely gone. You can actually catch yourself. If you really pay attention, you'll notice like how that shifts inside of you. But this is where, and also these tricks, like as we're saying, the whole idea of today's podcast is the secret that the pros use to cut their calories in half and still feel full. This volume mm-hmm. eating method is huge. So is including protein in every single meal. And protein mm-hmm. comes in so many different sources. Like we're not just talking about chicken and salad. Like, you know, yeah. one, of, one of my favorite breakfasts that I actually have is... Um, I also have um, either Greek yogurt, so a high-protein Greek yogurt. Um, I do eat dairy, so if you don't eat dairy, there are some other options for non-dairy yogurts. But I add in chia seeds, which is a healthier fat. They're also really high in fiber. And then I add in, instead of a low glycemic veggie at breakfast time, I actually do a low glycemic fruit, like a berry. So raspberries actually have eight grams of fiber per cup. So you're getting a ton of fiber that's going to fill you up. You're getting a good amount of protein. And then you've got um, the chia seeds as well for some healthy fats and additional proteins. There are so many different things you could have, you know, salmon, you could have beef, you could have eggs, you can have egg whites, you can have tempeh, tofu, uh, different types of legumes. Like there's so many foods that are high in protein, but we want to make sure, of course, that we're pairing those with some good volume that's going to give you the benefits of both. And if anyone's sitting here going, okay, but I'm in quarantine and I have no fresh raspberries, frozen, my maybe. recommendation, yeah, do the frozen. And I like blending them so that they become almost like a bit of a paste and then mixing it into things. So it's like, I don't know. I personally, I just really like it like that because then it like adds so much flavor still, but just doesn't, doesn't you don't require to have fresh fruit at that time. Yeah. And like when, so that's kind of our tip number two, and it leads in also to tip number three, which is when we're talking about, yes, getting your, your veggies or, um, and your protein. So having low glycemic veggies, again, low glycemic veggies, it's all of like the cauliflower, broccoli, cucumbers, um, tomatoes, onions, cabbage, zucchini, zucchini, all the ones that aren't starchy, like like beets and sweet potatoes, you can still have those, but smaller amounts. We want to really focus around the volume of the low, low glycemic ones. But the other thing too, is we also want to focus on getting fiber at each meal. So this is going to also really cut your cravings. It's going to help balance your blood sugar, which imbalanced blood sugar also causes a lot of cravings. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting, I like to aim for 10 grams of fiber per meal. Mm-hmm. So if you're eating three meals a day, that's 30 grams of fiber. If you're eating three meals in a snack, that's 40 grams of fiber. So women, we want to aim for anywhere between 28 to 40 grams of fiber per, uh, per day. Tip guys too, we can't eat all our fiber in one meal. So you don't want to sit there and be like, oh, well, I missed it at breakfast and lunch. So I'm going to have 40 grams at dinner. No, please don't do that. You're not going to go to the bathroom. You're going to back (laughs) yourself up. Even though you think that fiber helps you, it doesn't help if you eat it in a bulk. (laughs) The actual, the amazing benefits of fiber come by having it every single meal. Because when you eat 10 grams at each meal, again, you're going to feel fuller quicker. You're going to, that fiber is going to slow down digestion. So which is going to help balance blood sugar. And also it's going to help to move things through the body. So you're getting a fiber to like keep the poop moving, but you're not (laughs) going to get backed up and we need to get stuff out of our body. So if you focus on 10 grams, I, if you're first starting out, I would say like five to 10 grams, but ideally around 10. Um, and 10 grams is super easy. You could do it. Like I said, with like a cup of raspberries or blackberries, you can do it with, um, 
a couple of cups of cabbage and when you're doing like a big salad you could do it with avocados are great sources chia seeds are great sources um so there's a lot of really great sources of of fiber but you just really want to try to make sure that you're aiming for the higher fiber <laughs> because the whole thing when it comes to um when it comes to cutting calories is we've got to make sure that we are still feeling as full as possible. That's why we're giving you all of our secrets today (laughs) that we give to our clients and to our students um, because it's very important. If you have those cravings, they're really, really hard to, this is why most diet plans don't work guys because if you- Because they relied on willpower. (laughs) Yeah, if you just cut calories and you literally are like, okay, well, I'm only gonna eat a thousand calories per day but I'm going to eat whatever I want. And you're filling those thousand calories with chips and with, you know, cereal and with whatever you will still lose weight, but you will only probably be able to stick to that plan for about a week because your hormones are going to be so imbalanced. Your blood sugar is going to be so imbalanced. Your cravings are going to be so harsh by the end of that week that you Mm -hmm. will not be able to stick to it. And your willpower can only last. They say that it only lasts up to five days usually on average as a maximum. Like that's like literally how much we can like muster with like just full sheer willpower of like, no, I'm not going to do this. And oftentimes too, when you're doing something like that and you're cutting things out of your diet or you're just like, you're cutting calories in such a huge way, what ends up happening is that you end up overeating in the end. Like you end up like, if you stick to it for five days or seven days, then you end up going like completely like bananas at the end of it and just being like and doubling down on everything and you're like that's it that's how I used to be when I did low carb stuff I was just like crazy like on Sunday Sunday was like a crazy day you know and it's just like it's not it doesn't help you it doesn't benefit you in the long run to just eat unbalanced so just try to eat balanced meals that way there you're not having those cravings exactly because this isn't just about you know a short-term fix exactly it's just, it's about setting yourself up for success. And this is what I teach a lot of my students in Fitchix Academy and in our nutrition programs is that, you know, it's all about getting the body in balance. When the body is in balance, you're not going to have to deal with all of these other things like cravings and all of the things to do with, you know, with weight issues and, you know, all of that stuff, because you're, you're going to be working with your body. When your body has these insane cravings or when it feels like, you're, when you're binge eating or things like that, there's something else that's going on. Mm-hmm. And that could be emotional. Like when I say at the beginning, we're suddenly like over, like when this was first announced and I'm eating foods I haven't eaten in so long. And I'm like, what is happening here? Like, where is this <laughs> coming from? Yeah. I don't even want this stuff in my house. Like, why am I suddenly buying all these things? And why am I snacking nonstop where usually I have a very specific eating window that I usually eat within. So I'm like, this is weird. I'm totally not acting like myself, but that was my body telling me that there was something emotional I wasn't focusing on. And then that was showing up in cravings, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. If you're not feeding your body with the raw materials that it needs, you're going to have these kind of insane cravings because your body is just saying like, Hey, I need more of X, Y, Z, or my insulin is so out of whack that I'm craving even more sugar, get my insulin in balance. Like it's always something else that's going on. So that's why just be patient too and take a step back and just try to look at yourself and be like, what has changed over the last little bit? Or, you know, if you notice that you're eating differently, especially during this and you don't want to gain the quarantine 15. The quarantine 15. No, thank you. <laughs> okay. So our three so far of the secrets the pros use to cut their calories in half and still feel full. Number one, we talked about batch cooking. So we want to not be tasting and eating more consistently all day long. 
Secondly, we're going to focus each meal around proteins and vegetables. That's going to be mm -hmm. our number one focus. Um, next, we're going to be getting 10 grams of fiber, which should be easy if you're focusing around veggies at every single meal. Um, and then the fourth one that I really encourage for you guys is not just during this time, all the time, is don't drink your calories. I know. I always find this to be, for me, I find it the easiest one to follow because I don't like like juices or any kind of like, you know, frappuccinos or anything like that. But I always find it to be like the one that a lot of people struggle with because they're not recognizing. I think the reason why is they're not recognizing just how much they add up, how much those lattes and how much those smoothies that you think you're making that are super healthy are actually adding to your whole volume of calorie intake. Totally. And it's so easy to, you know, even throughout the day, even if you're not, let's say a pop drinker, but you're drinking things like constantly drinking. I've seen this a lot in the health world, people drinking, like constantly drinking juices, like fresh mm -hmm. juices, not ones, you know, when we typically talk about juice, we're talking about like box juices or bottles ones, of concentrate. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who are, you know, working towards being healthier, but they're drinking fresh pressed juices, which essentially guys, juices are great if they are pure green juices and other juices, they are, should be considered as let's say a treat at times. You don't want to be drinking them all day long and they've got mm -hmm. really great marketing out there. Cause what happens when it comes to juice yeah. is they essentially press out all of the juice that's in that fruit or vegetable. So, which means there's no fiber. Mm -hmm. And as we just talked about with the fiber, that fiber helps to slow things down. So you're getting this really concentrated blast, especially fruit juices of straight sugar into your bloodstream yeah. and your body can't differentiate between fake sugar and, you know, real natural fruit sugar. Yeah. Between like gummy bears or apples. <laughs> yeah. So if you're someone, let's say, who has any blood sugar issues, there's 100% that you are not drinking any juices, whether it be fresh or not. So my whole recommendation is always, if you're going to go between juices versus go for a smoothie, where you're going to have everything blended up in there, like as a, and and as a meal replacement. Yeah, as yeah. a meal replacement. But when it comes to drinking, like you can cut out so much. If you look at most people who maintain their weight for a long period of time, they focus their calories around what they're eating, not around what they're drinking. So they drink water, they drink herbal teas, they drink black coffees, they drink um, drinks that just don't have anything additional because it adds up really quickly. But yeah, and I think just to add to that, and then we can move on to the next one, it's just like, I think what I was saying before too is that people don't, even like when they, when they look back at their days, if they're like, Oh, like, you know, I ate really well today or this, that they don't even account for the drinks. Like they don't even pay attention to, they just pay attention to the food and not to the drink aspect. And if you are adding in those drinks, there may be like three meals worth of calories just in your drinks that you're just not even noticing because you're just like, Oh, like, that's not food. It's like, it's like how you just, you, it's like you're compartmentalizing what it is that you're putting into your body, but you're seeing it as totally different things, even though they both contribute. Completely, completely. It's because it's so easy, right? Just to like, you know, if yeah. you just open like, it oh, I just had a Frappuccino. Yeah, it worked out. I had a, a Gatorade. Okay. Now I'm going to go to dinner. You know, like it's so easy just to have that stuff and think it's, it's not yeah. a problem. And 
it is something at first, one tip that I like to do is even, because we're talking about cutting the calories in half, if you are a consistent juice drinker or a Gatorade drinker or whatever, or you have people in your family who are, and it's hard to transition to straight water, right? Like there's a transitional period for a lot of people, you know, dilute it by half, like dilute juice in half with, for your kids, dilute, you know, Gatorade. That's the only way. It's so funny. That's the only way that Maddie gets any kind of like milk or juice is always half and half. And it's always been that way. Like she drinks water, of course, but like anytime she wants juice or anything, it's always been half and half because I'm like, it's, it's the way that I can also ensure that she's getting more water into her body too, which is really important for poop <laughs> well that's right yeah we talk, we talk a lot about the fiber we talk about it's also good for her poop we talk about honest. poop a lot I, t- I focus on her poop a lot <laughs> but this is where too i just i want to say one of our one of our assignments in uh one of our fitness academy programs we talk about um we have a, a case study where the the jane we call her um she drinks four sprites a day and when I first saw this, I, like not every time I even say it, I almost kind of feel like a little unrealistic, but when in all reality, there's a lot of people out there, guys, and maybe even you who drinks a lot of pop yeah. and it's something that, you know, a can nowadays, because our portion sizes have got so big, you know, a can that's 355 milliliters, like, I don't know about you, but I can drink a can of like soda water or whatever so fast. Yeah. Like it's not very big. So drinking- and it doesn't fill you up. Like it's not going to make you feel full in any way. No. And drinking four cans is not that much. But mm-hmm. the reason why this case study was created with the four cans is that essentially four cans of pop a day is equivalent to around 500 to 550 calories. Okay. And that is in seven days during the week. That's both about 3,500 calories. Now, 3,500 calories is equivalent to one pound. So if you were drinking that many calories per week, that means you would not the exact science, but let's say gaining about a pound a week. Yeah. Or if you even cut that by half, that would be the difference of cutting back on half a pound a week. Like when you say it like that, it changes the whole idea of like, do I really need to be drinking four pops a day where I could start to swap some things out? Mm-hmm. So this is where it just is. It's so many people's reality, especially right now where we're sitting at home and we're not moving as much. That's why we really want to talk about this today too, guys, is that we have to remember that even though we are, you know, even if we're trying to eat healthier, we are right now are not moving like we regularly would. If you're used to walking to the subway, walking to work, even if you're not going to the gym, um, in your day-to-day life, but if you have been going to the gym and you're not going to the gym anymore, just think of how much your movement has cut down. So your body doesn't need as many calories. Calories are just energy. So the less energy you're expending, the less energy your body needs. So this is why if you can cut back even in some of these small ways that we're saying today or make these small changes, you're going to come out of this a lot further ahead. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Um, Okay. Final tip. Final tip is to leave 20% of your food on your plate. And I think that this one is one of the hardest ones. Yes. And the reason why has nothing to do with like, well, two reasons. Number one, because sometimes the thing you're eating is really delicious and you just want to eat it, but you're like super full. But I think also, I don't know about you, but I was trained when I was younger that you don't leave the table till you finish everything on your plate. 
And this was something that was ingrained in me since I was a kid. And I've been able to break that habit on my own and like understand that if I'm full, I just stop, you know, but sometimes too, it's also like, it's such a habit that we've been doing since we were a kid that like, it's just like, you feel bad almost, you feel guilty almost for leaving that food. And so what I end up trying to do now is like, I try to look at my plate when I start feeling full, I try to look at it and instead of 20%, I try to think how much can I leave that I could be leftovers that I could add to like my lunch the next day. Or something like that. I started thinking of it from that perspective, and then I don't feel bad because I'm not throwing it out. I'm saving it, and I'm using it for something else. And I know this sounds like kind of like one of those tips where it's like a little, I don't know, it just sounds like a a little weird because you're like, well, why do I have to potentially, if I'm hungry or if I serve myself, exactly. But it's just the idea of being more aware of how much you're actually consuming and again cutting back on a small amount now this one is not you know this whole podcast about how do you cut your calories in half and still feel full this is not necessarily cutting them in half at each meal but what's going to happen is you're going to start to realize how you actually don't need that much food and how you are feeling full on a lesser amount that extra is just either there because you're eating it because it's there or like Amanda said, it tastes delicious. And that's usually (laughs) me. I just want to eat everything. But this is where if you go back to the idea too, of the volume eating with the protein and the veggies and the tons of fiber, you can have a big, huge bowl. And then just, even if you're going to leave 20% to have later on with your next meal, you're just going to start to become more aware of the amounts that you're eating and your body's cues. It's almost like an exercise just to teach you of like at 80% or if you take a plate, you know, if it was, yeah, if it looked like just, you know, if you're looking at your plate, just literally take a little 20%, just push it to the side and just eat that other amount and see mm-hmm. how you're feeling yeah because many times- I think I think too the reason why this one is hard is because I think a lot of people eat distracted and they also eat really yeah. fast and so they don't even recognize so then by doing this and by cutting out that little small bit it might force you to like okay you're like okay I'm not gonna eat that part and then you're like five ten minutes 20 minutes later you're like oh wait I actually am full I didn't even need it but sometimes we don't notice it in the moment because we're just like eating like it's our last meal, just putting it in or <laughs> getting it in as fast as you can or like on your phone eating. I've seen people do that or like watching TV or, you know what I mean? And not actually just like enjoying their meal. So, well, and this is where too, like one last little tidbit, this is where, um, as well, it's super interesting the actually the way that the brain makes decisions because most of the time when we're getting to the point of, like about to eat something, we're coming from a place where we're deciding in the moment, right? We're like looking at our cupboards. We're like, what am I in the mood for? Do I want chips? Do I want leftovers? Do I want to make a sandwich? Do I want a salad? You know what I mean? Like there's all this stuff yeah. in the fridge. And depending on what's going on in our life right then, again, tying it back to right now, we're overwhelmed and we're uncertain about what's going on. And we're like, our emotions might be heightened. So we're making decisions from our like, basically our needs brain like our wants brain it's that it's that pleasure brain that pleasure seeker so usually we're like i desire this so i'm just gonna go with it because it's gonna make me happy in the moment kind of thing exactly it's it and that is the brain that willpower has no 
no fight against, right? It literally, <laughs> it's going to do what it wants. It's got no place over there. <laughs> yeah, it's like in that moment where you're like out, you know, and you're like, I'm not drinking tonight. And then you're like, oh my gosh, it's, you know, shot, shot, shots. And before you know it, you're like, <laughs> and you're like, I've how never did I done that ever. <laughs> Me neither. It's like, yeah, how did I ever, how did I get here? Right. But the reason I'm telling you this guys too, is that this is the last little tidbit is that it's actually been proven if you decide your food the day before, this is why meal planning works. And most people don't ever get the benefits of it because they don't actually stick to it. So even if the day before, don't even plan your whole week. If you just pick what you're going to eat the next day. So let's say for breakfast, I'm doing protein pancakes for lunch. I'm going to do chicken and salad for dinner. I'm going to do this chili that I made in a batch and I have a snack of, you know, yogurt and fresh fruit and chia seeds. Okay, let's say that's your meal. You decide this the day before. Mm-hmm. The decision making is gone out of it. So you're not making decisions the day, you cannot actually even physically make decisions the day before from the side of the brain that reacts to pleasure. It's a totally different part of your brain you use in decision making. So if you just stick to that the next day and you take the emotion out of it, you're less likely to dive into what ends up happening is this like pleasure seeking wheel, which we're programmed to do. But this is where a lot of people get into trouble is because they start, they try to make decisions on the fly and then they're coming from, they're making emotional food choices as opposed to making food choices that are good for them. So if you can even try it for a week, I guarantee you're going to see such a difference. If you pick the day before what you're going to eat the next day, you can pick whatever you want. The only rule is you have to actually eat what you picked. You can't eat anything that you didn't pick the day before. I, I have to interrupt you and tell you that I love this so much. And I'm glad that you share this because I 1000% agree with you on this because I've seen it in myself. I try to always prepare. Well, we have like a menu that I plan for the week. Menu, I sound fancy. It's literally just a plan. <laughs> I plan <laughs> the menu. menu. <laughs> uh, I, have a, I have a special menu for my family for the week. Um, but no, but I try to kind of actually stick to my rule is I kind of stick to the same meals every day. So it's like Mondays we eat this, Tuesdays we eat this, Wednesdays we eat this. Yeah. And I know it gets kind of boring, but like you haven't eaten it for a week. So it's like fine. And they're meals that my family I know really likes. And when I do that, it's, and I stick to the plan. It's easier for grocery shopping. It's easier for meal prepping. It's easier for everything. It's easier for my life because my life gets busy. Everyone's life gets hectic, you know, and it gives you the opportunity to just not have to think about that extra piece. And I do tend to just like, I follow the pattern. Like, it's like, oh, I wake up and this is what I make. And then it's this and then it's this. And like, when I don't plan, that is totally when I'm like, hmm, okay, so what are we going to have? This mismatch of like, I'm like randomness. Like it ends up being the most random dinner if I didn't take something out of the freezer or whatever. Like it ends up being like, like basically like, <laughs> like just super weird meals. Like I can't even describe how weird they are because I just end up being like, it's like a desperation of just like, like anything. Well, like, no, and it's me. also like if you're suddenly ha- feeling emotional about something before you know it, you've opened the fridge and then you're just grabbing whatever's you're, you know, you're grabbing cheese, like just eating slices yeah. of cheese or cheese strings or whatever it is. <laughs> and it's again, because it's reactive and it's just a very interesting experiment, guys. I highly recommend to all of our clients and students to just try this, like try the planning because you're going to feel it's coming from a different place. And yes, you might still have urges or like, you know, feelings of wanting to eat more that day, but try to do it for, I'm going to challenge you guys three days where you plan out your meal the day before. Don't do it for all three days in advance. If you don't want to just pick it the day before, but stick to what you picked. You can't eat what's on there. 
you can't open the cupboards and eat something else. Just that challenge yourself challenge. for three days. And that see, is our challenge to you. <laughs> and see how you feel. It's a very different place you're going to be coming from. And you're going to start to feel a lot more structure. Um, and this is something where I hope you guys really got a lot out of this podcast. So our five secrets, just to go over them. Number one. So again, sorry, the five secrets to cut your calories in half of the pros use and still feel full. So number one is to batch cook. So we're not overeating mm-hmm. calories. Number two is to focus each meal around protein and low glycemic vegetables. Number three is to get 10 grams of fiber at each meal. Number four is to do not please drink your calories. Uh, Number five is to leave 20% on your plate. And this again is an exercise of awareness. Um, And then the last one, our little bonus tip is to try to plan your meals out. Well, do it. Plan your meals out the day before. Pick exactly what you eat for the whole day. And that's what you're sticking to. You're not going off that and see how you do it. And hopefully this is really helpful for you guys too while we're during this time because I know a lot of you are really worried right now and your clients are worried about weight gain. Mm -hmm. Um, So these are some really great, awesome tips that you can use in your own life or use with your clients to help them navigate through these times. And also remember, guys, I always like to think of it as a lot of people get emotional words when we say calories. And even right now, as I've been talking about this because we've been doing this live, there's probably some people who are like, oh my God, why are they focusing so much on calories? We see calories are just a unit of energy. Yeah. Okay. They literally are a unit of energy. We, ex- we give out energy and we take in energy through the food we eat. So just think about it in that way. If you're not moving around as much, your body doesn't need as much energy. So this is where we have to start to make a few little shifts and that's how it all just balance out. Don't make it into a personal drama around the world, the word calories. Okay. Mm-hmm. It literally is just a word that means energy. (laughs) (laughs) So this way we're trying to reduce some of the energy we're taking in because of this quarantine, we're reducing the amount of energy we're putting out. (laughs) So hopefully that was helpful. Also, Amanda's got something exciting to announce that she's doing tomorrow. Yeah. So, um, I know Laura was mentioning that we are full steam ahead with our fitness and nutrition expert program, which is starting on April 1st tomorrow at the doors open. And as a celebration of the doors opening, I am actually going to be hosting a live masterclass. I'm going to be doing this at 1 PM Eastern standard time. We will put the link below here so that you can join me. And in this master, uh, masterclass, I'm going to be talking specifically about like the way that you can get certified and create a successful fitness business and just become a successful fitness coach at any age or any stage. And I'm going to be sharing like different fitness archetypes and how you can actually fit into this industry wherever you're at. We're going to be talking about this thing called the fit method that we've created, which is this whole new principles and ideas around how you think of everything. And then 10 ways that you can actually start making impact and income in this world. And even in this world today, even how we are right now in quarantine, how you can actually start making that impact that you desire so much. So Make sure that you click on the link, join for the masterclass, show up live too, because we are going to have a very special bonus for everybody that shows up live. We're going to be doing a little draw for something really special. I'll tell you about it tomorrow, but you got to show up. Okay. Yeah. So anyone too, who's in our Facebook group watching this, it will not be streamed into this group. It's going to be on Zoom. Uh-huh. So you have to sign up at the link to get the link to join. So it's fitchicksacademy.com forward slash three, number three steps. Um, 
So then what will happen is you'll get an email with the link to join at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow. And don't forget, guys, the Fitness and Nutrition Expert Program opens its doors tomorrow at 12. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be welcoming a whole bunch of new students from around the globe. We're going to be diving more into all of this material that even we talked about today. These are things we talk about in the program. Um, these are going to be things that, of course, we talk about how to build your fitness programs um, and utilize nutrition to complement it. So much fun stuff we talk about. You do not want to miss this. And, of course, Amanda's going to kick it off tomorrow with the first little taste of it. Yeah. So exciting. Okay, guys. Have an amazing day. Remember, fitchacademy.com forward slash three steps. And hopefully tomorrow. we will see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you for joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, Join us for the upcoming fitness and nutrition expert or our holistic nutrition weight loss expert certification programs. Download the brochures at fitchicksacademy.com.